Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. On today's episode, I got to talk with Leanne Amick, the general manager of Rockbox in Somerville, which just opened a few months ago and is making a huge impact by giving people a community and a space to work out and take steps to improve their health. So we talk all about her personal health journey, the all or nothing mindset, the positive changes she's seen people make at Rockbox, and how to make sustainable changes so that you can be healthy long-term. So before we start, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Now on to the show. What's up, Leanne? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Hello. I know. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Can you tell us who you are and what you do? So I am Leanne Amick. I work at uh, Rockbox in Somerville as a general manager, and I have been doing that since we opened in August. The date we actually opened was the 24th, so it's been a little bit of a whirlwind to get to where we are now, um, starting into you know 2023 soon, which oh is crazy. Oh my god, I know. But I know. So here we are. I know. I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> but like Christmas is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so crazy. But yeah, I work in that role and it's been really, really fun for sure. Can you tell me a little bit more about what Rockbox is? We are a kickboxing and boxing gym along with the functional stre- uh, strength training side of things. So we go with having kind of a 50-50 split of both. So first side of the room is going to be boxing and kickboxing. The other side of the room is going to be your functional strength training, kind of in a circuit style where you're able to do 10 to 7 stations with an iPad demonstrating what your motion will be doing and what your workout will be at that certain station. So every class looks different, but that's on the whole what a 50-minute class looks like. So yeah. And y'all just opened in August? Yep. Nice. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, I bet. Because yeah. I feel like talking to Michael, it was a journey of like getting a space, getting a staff, and then like permits for the building, just like all those things that take so much time. Yeah. Yeah. And I came in and I started in July. So I had a month prior to everything kind of officially getting started where we were in pre-launch. So maybe a week before I started, they had just moved into the actual building that we're in now. So they were working and a couple of doors down to where we are now. So um, it's been really nice just to see growth, literal growth from what it was before anyone even started working out to with no equipment to now where we are and fully operational and everything. So yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. Being at y'all's grand opening, it was packed. There were so many people. I know. I'll be honest with you. I was like, I don't know why, but I'm like fearful that no one's going to show up and no one knows. Yeah. Always afraid of that. For sure. Yeah. It's like showing up to the party and not being the cool person. You're like, oh, well, anyone, how's this going to go? Is anyone going to, it's like when you finally throw a party for the first time, you're like, is anyone going to come? Yeah. 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 No, it was a full house. It was a lot of people. really cool to see. It was really, because we had a lot of members, but then we had a lot of people who were not members, friends and a lot of family, friends and all the things. So yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. So can you tell me like 
how this all started. Like, take me back. How did Leanne get into health and fitness and wellness, that journey? And then how did that turn into, you know, where you are and what you do today? Yeah. It's been a through line throughout my life in some ways. And uh, it's something that I I really didn't think I would be doing this. I didn't have the, I'm going to be a general manager on the- I am going to be a GM of Rockbox in Somerville. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. That is my, that's those specific things that I want in life. So I ended up starting, you know, around high school, I dabbled with fitness and just from the point of always doing something even before that point. But I think the gym side of things, like going to the gym started for sure whenever it became like a thing that we had to do in middle school. So it started to become like a big thing for me on my own in high school. But I, there was always something like I played tennis. I, My mom always had me in different things going on. So it was like the things that we did, we didn't really have to worry about getting a workout in. It was just what you did was the workout. Like Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, basketball you know, softball, you name it. Like my mom had me in it, which was really great. You know, I, my coordination is not the worst and I want to thank her for that. <laughs> not the worst, but not the best. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, <laughs> see but it to believe you it. You are probably much better than me at basketball and softball. Oh no. When I hit 13, something happened and I just lost you all just coordination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really fun. You probably need that a lot for kickboxing though. Yeah. No, it's a different kind of thing, though. Okay. It's it, There's a difference between, you know, shooting a hoop and all the yeah. stuff than hitting a bag. That's true. But thankfully, otherwise it'd be really awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so played basketball, kind of just like played tennis, uh, sports naturally. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going into middle school, that's where we started to learn about what you can do in the gym. Thankfully- Did like, you learn? Where did you go to school? I went to Wilson Hall. I did not learn this stuff. I- I'm finding that it's a rarity across the board, which is I think explains why there's more women in like boutique fitness than men because men grow up doing sports that they they learn how to do stuff in the gym, mm-hmm. so they just know what, how to that's lift a great and all that point. stuff. So that's just something that I was really fortunate enough to kind of start there, and then like learning how to do plyometrics and stuff like that. Um, that's the word, right? Yeah, you had it. You Beautiful. got it. Okay, great. <laughs> Middle it's, school taught you something. Yep, yep. Um, it's good to know. And then high school, that's when – so in my family, heart disease has always been something um, – like my grandfather, you know, had a heart attack fairly young before he was 50. And then he – his journey, he had um, – gosh, he had three of those, I believe, um, before I – I never experienced him having one of those, but – And it was just a thing before I was even born that this was a part of like the story of my family. And so my dad is hereditary for sure. And then my dad was 49 when I was a freshman in high school. And so he had a heart attack then. And that's when it just stuck with me that this is important, like taking care of your body, your heart health and everything just really was something that I became obsessed with. And and I got me into, you know, working out more. But I think, you know, you do it wrong and you do it right. And I think in high school, if you don't really – if you're obsessed with something, you can kind of overcompensate with trying to control a situation that you can't control. Like I couldn't control my dad's health, but I wanted to so badly. And I think by overcorrecting things by saying like I'll just take care of my health to the nth degree, you know, like you're going to either – get too much into working out too much and also not eating enough and then also getting into 
not working out at all and binge eating. So there's just a mix of those things that I was experiencing during that those times. And so college, I mean, it just kind of continued there until the end where I started to get into bar. Weirdly enough, one of my friends was just saying, you've got to do it. you got to do it and try it. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And I really started to understand consistency and what it can when you can try something and just you give it your all what it really can do to you and how it really can balance you out and the benefits of consistently having exercise in your life and so that's just something that you know in the long journey of things that was a chapter that was really great and then moving to charleston i continued that but i just kind of ebbed and flowed and and you know life happens you start a job and you're kind of trying to figure out how to be an adult fun. That's a good COVID time. also at the same similar time. It was, you know, COVID hit mid time. Like I think I had been working for two years at that point. So I felt like I've got this yeah, figured you out. Finally, like I was graduating PT school and I was like, finally, because I've been in school all my life. I'm going to have a normal life. I'm going to be an adult. I'm just going to have a job. Yeah. And then it was like, no, you're going to sit at home all day with your puppy, which is fine. I don't know how you do PT. Like, I didn't know. I don't know how y'all did that or learned anything during that whole time. Fortunately, I was on rotation. So like we were so like done with the learning. We were pretty much done and we had like a few weeks left. But yeah, like for anyone in the medical field or like first and second years, a lot of your school is like being very in close quarters with people and trying things on people and helping people move and doing that virtual, like I I can't imagine. Yeah. But even still, like I'm sure now you're just adjusting to this is what normalcy because we've kind of like branched into a place where I think it's a little bit more normal than it was before. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely here in Charleston, it's way more back to kind of what it was before. But like, I think something that I experienced in the last couple of years, because it was like, finally, life is going to be normal. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you're just going back to normal life and your normal routine. And then it was like, just kidding. There's not, no, like no such thing as normal anymore. Yeah. And it's so a new normal. Yeah. And like for like the whole first year of practicing as PT, wearing a mask and like connecting with people and talking with people when like you can't really breathe in a mask, you're trying to get people to, to work out and do some things that are going to make it hard to breathe. And yeah, it was just something that like you never expected, but yeah, we I all mean, who all it. could expect that? Right. If you could. Congratulations. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> if you did, I mean, you probably should have warned us. <laughs> I think there I think there was something because they had we're not we don't need to get in the history oh, of it. But let's I get think, into the conspiracies of COVID right now. Let's pivot. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm prepared. <laughs> let's really annoy some people and talk about things that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you finally were like about to get into some normalcy and then Yeah. Yeah. Just normalcy of you know, I think trying to understand how to balance things out. And, you know, I knew I had been living in Charleston for a while and kind of felt like I knew my group of friends. I knew what we were going to do. I knew what my next year was going to look like. And then as everyone experienced, like that's just not the case. So then I pivoted into just doing marketing and communications. And with that came, I worked from home. I very much could control when I worked out which was a huge luxury. Like I was talking to my roommate the other day and she was just saying, Leanne, the problems that you're talking about now are just normal problems with someone who works a normal job. I was like, but I just, working out at night, working out like early, early in the morning, really, we have to do that? And she's like, yes, that is a thing. It's so hard though. You got so used to like the freedom. Yeah. 
I did. But in some ways, it's good to know like how to balance out what's going to be best for your day. And for me, it, it definitely is getting in a workout because it's making sure that I just feel like the stress just completely dissipate. Like you're able just to hit the bags, focus on yourself in that time. So my my journey to getting into Rockbox has been just kind of a little bit of, I don't know, a leap of faith, a leap of just having something where you say yes, where you're thinking in the back of my mind, I think even two years ago, I was thinking it would be really cool to get into kickboxing and be in that field. It's very random, but it's very true. That's a, a Oh, wow. I remember I was in my car driving uh, like away from my house having that thought. I'm just like, oh, maybe one day. And I think we all have these like little things in, in us that we think like, ooh, if I were given the opportunity, I would be good at that. If I have that brought in front of me, then I could capitalize it and I would totally run with it. And that was just one of those things. Much like the other – I mean, the other jobs – two that I've done, like the marketing and communications one, I remember writing on a whiteboard just the job previous to it because I was just hitting that wall of like, this is not what I want to be doing right now, but I want to be doing this, this, and this. And I wrote it all out on a whiteboard. And then the next time I just found myself talking to someone who's presenting a job that had exactly what I had just talked about. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Thanks. God's timing is real. And it just has been kind of that place where just saying yes to things um, and just being presented with an opportunity. And this was one of those where I go to Grace City in West Ashley, which is the church that um, Leslie and Michael Jones go to. And she's one of those people that like I kind of knew by name just because at that point, you know, if you run in enough circles, you're going to meet enough people. She was one of those people. And she came up to me and asked me one day, do you want to like jump on calls and like basically prospect. Like she was just trying to get the gym going and needed people to help just get the word out. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I can do that with my job right now, but I have done that before. Like I could do that. So that was the first time I heard of it. And then she reached out to me about possibly doing like position of some sort with it, whether it be front desk or GM or something. And um, then it just happened that they needed a GM and it ended up being one of those things where I just said, yes. Like I heard the job description and I was like, you know, I think that I, I could do that. Like I, something in me was like, it's, it's not out of my wheelhouse. I didn't ever imagine it, but I could do it. Yeah. I think we like growing up, I thought that you always knew what you wanted to do and that it was like, you go to high school and then you go to college and then you graduate and then you just do what you thought you were going to do forever. And then boom, you're done. Right. You have kids and you retire and but you you figured it out, you solved it, you checked the box. And right. obviously, like, that's not what happens at all. And it's cool to hear that you were a lot more open to just, like, I'm going to say yes and I'm going to do things as they make sense to me in the moment. Because I think so many people are wrapped up in the, well, does this match what I want to do long term? Well, like, no one really knows. And no one knows what long term is even going to look like. It's more of, like, does this align with my beliefs and philosophy and values now? Like, Absolutely. Would I enjoy this now? Absolutely. Did you ever think that you were going to have a career in fitness? No. I mean, I think there was a part of me that hoped just because I think it it's something that I already had such a – I think a journey of doing it right and wrong. So kind of knowing how to empathize with those who are trying to restart, re 
ignite their fitness. I think that is something where I knew I had the ability to uh, encourage and and be that person who provides them uh, with the necessary, I don't know, space for being a part of the fitness journey. I didn't really think that I would be doing fitness, but I, I really truly think that it's one of those things that makes the most sense for sure, based on just what I've been like most concerned with, most fixated on in my life, just what I've really, really wanted to control the most, if that makes sense. Yeah. You mentioned before kind of like that pendulum of like feeling like there there was this problem in your family that you were like, well, I'm going to do everything I can to control it. Yeah. And then times of like, well, I can't control it, so I can't do anything. Like, what was that like? What did that look like for you? That is a great question. And it really, it looked like one time making sure that I'm in the gym in a way that it's almost like your worth is wrapped up into whether or not you're working out. So I think it does manifest itself in that way. And making sure that you were, I think at the time I was, I think mental health is a huge part of why we make decisions of like where we're at. But I don't think that everyone has the language to explain, you know, what they're feeling or how they're feeling. So I think that the the pendulum of going one direction or the other direction is your your response to how you're feeling about life in general. So the trying to control something and feeling like you are losing the win or losing the battle of trying to control it, I think it just ebbs and flows into whether or not, you know, you're overcompensating by working out or undercompensating by just thinking it's a hopeless game. So you're just going to, you know, eat a tub of ice cream, which is I hope someone else can relate to that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like if I if I can't work out perfectly and I, if I can't eat perfectly every single day, then like it must not be worth it. Why am I doing it at all? Exactly. When we know that, like you mentioned, consistency and doing something, if the first step for you is working out once a week, great, do that. And take the victory. Take that victory of like you made the conscious decision to do this for your yourself to thus improve other people around you and not look at it from the glass half empty, but a glass half full. Like I, instead of like, I only worked out once a week, like, no, I worked out once this week and it was great. It was great. Let's see what I can do next week. Let's like see what the next target or the next goal is. Two days. Okay, cool. Three weeks out. Where are we at? Three times. Awesome. And it just kind of, it builds upon itself. But also when you hit like the hard times where you just feel like you're kind of in that losing battle with yourself and not seeing the results you're looking for. It's like, that's okay, but express that, have that outlet with someone where you can say these things, but then get yourself in a place where it's like, okay, this isn't at all an indicator of whether I'm doing things right or wrong. It's just a step where I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm going to give myself so much grace and just find the next, the next goal around the corner, you know? Yeah. I mean, what a metaphor for life in general. Yeah. When things aren't going well, like I notice myself or not even when things aren't going well, it's like when, when one thing isn't perfect, it's like, well, then I must control it all. Yeah. And then if one thing we think isn't, isn't going that well, it's like, well, then my, my whole plan must not be working. And I, I must change everything when it's just like, just keep going, like just stay the course and do what you can. And I think 
you know, this is probably the perfect time of year to talk about it. If you don't work out during Christmas break, like it's okay. Just it's okay. You don't need to overcompensate when you get back from the Christmas dinner that you had, or, you know, we just had Thanksgiving, like just start back, just like get back into yeah. it. Yeah. And if you do find yourself doing something active during that time, celebrate yourself in yeah. that way too. It goes both ways. It's definitely not all or nothing. And it's definitely one of those things where you're able to find joy in the little things, whether or not you're, it's more of like, are you hopeful or hopeless with where you're at? The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. When people come to Rockbox for the first time or they're interested, you know, I probably, I assume a lot of people are coming because they want to ultimately improve their health. Mm-hmm. Do you find that a lot of people are kind of in that like all or nothing yo-yo? Yeah. And where we can step in is tell them the encouragement they need to hear. Like you did it. You did it. Like, let's keep going. When's your next class? Like, let's keep this rolling. I think that that is definitely something where you have someone. I remember there was someone who walked in. She was like, I'm just ready. I'm ready to do this. I have the mental, her mental state was so ready to go, but her body was not ready for her to go. So I had to tell her, I was like, it's okay. Like, she had just, she'd come in a little too soon after her surgery. And I was like, it's okay. You need to just remember that 95% of the battle is the mental game. And you're there. Mm -hmm. So just take that as a victory and wait for your body to be ready. And I think that's an example of someone who, you know, was very much on the like, this is this is it. Either I start now or I'm never starting. Mm -hmm. And that's just not that's not the case. You know, Um, it's I remember I was talking to someone and they said, you know, your body when you're starting to especially actually was in PT. It was talking about you're never actually like at a place where you're going to be fully ready. Sometimes you just need to take the first step. Yeah. So um, I don't think that relates to what we were just talking. This is a little bit of a sidestep. But basically um, seeing people come in that have that I need to lose 20 pounds in a month. Oof. Which is a little bit of the extreme. But hearing that kind of thing. I love that I'm surrounded with a team that, you know, our head trainer said, that's not feasible. We need to break our down, break down our goals. And that's what it is, is just let's find what's going to be the most sustainable thing for you instead of something that you think is going to be temporarily fix everything. Yeah. Let's crush yourself just for this month. And then you have to take a few months off because you feel horrible, but you maybe lost some pounds, but it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that that's my biggest. I get nervous with people who are like, I'm just going to eat vegetables. I'm just going to eat lettuce. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'll just, I need to lose weight. So it's like, yeah, people view like losing weight and like these big health changes as like taking a final in college where you're like, I'm just going to get through it. I'm going to do, I have these strategies. And if I just do them in this short amount of time, it'll work and then I'll just get through it. And then it's like, great. So you take the test and then you just absolutely crash. Great. So you lose a few pounds, but then you feel horrible. 
you can't show up in your life and in your relationships. You swing the pendulum, you go right back. Like we view it as a very short-term goal. And so of course the fixes for that are, you know, quote unquote short-term. And then we see people who are very frustrated and can't get these results. And then they think it's just not working for me. Yeah. So I'm just not going to, I'm not going to try. Anymore. I'm just I'm not done. even going to try. Yeah. I'm done. That was a good time for whatever, but it didn't get me where I wanted to go. And if I ever need to lose weight again real quick, I, I know how to just quickly do it. And then it's just like this horrible cycle of like, you're treating this long-term thing. It's like, if, uh, I mean, I'm not a hairstylist by any means, but I imagine it's like when young girls are like, I want to change my hair. So I'm just going to cut bangs or I'm going to bleach my hair. And they're like, you went about this the worst way possible. And now you have to like suffer and wait it out for a few months when like, we're talking about health here. Yes. Losing weight can be a part of that. Like, yes, aesthetics can be a part of that, but it's, it's health and that's forever. That's a long-term game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long game. I think that you know, cutting cutting bangs is. I did you ever that. do that? I learned how to cut my own bangs. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the right way? Like you looked. I don't know necessarily. It was just what I had been told to do. Like front, like front bangs, or like side. Do you bangs? remember when the swoop bangs were? A oh, huge did deal? I? Mm, yes. Like I want them to cover, like swoop, but perfectly cover my whole forehead, but like above my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, so I have like. I don't know what you want to call this wavy curly hair, but I always wanted my quote unquote bangs to be straight. Oh yeah. And so you would straight yes. out, you would just. And I'm like, what is this look that I'm going for? When you like look back or just think back, mm. like what were we doing? I don't know. Destroying our hair is the only thing I can say because anytime a straightener gets pulled out, I still get nervous <laughs> to this day. What's the difference between that and using a curl and iron? To me, straightening still feels like I'm just damaging my hair more so than I am when I'm curling. That's it. so true. I don't think yeah. that's true. I think that is just equal. It's fine. But yes, so the swoop bang phase went through that. But I think with that takes patience and just like growing out bangs, it takes patience mm. to like get to the place that you want to go. And it's not about flipping out a light switch immediately and having everything you've ever wanted in front of you, if that makes sense. Yeah, if, if only it was that easy. You said before, and I think it's a it was a really cool perspective. Like the woman who came in and who was so mentally ready, she was so prepared, she was so motivated that she was almost frustrated that her body physically wasn't there. And to flip that and show her like the hardest part is the mental and you're there, which means as soon as your body is ready, like we're good to go. Yeah. Whereas most of the time it's what what's holding them back is mental. And yeah. I think that's the hardest part. And so for her, it was just, you know, let's let's wait it out a little bit, but you have the most important tool that's going to help this be sustainable. And, and that's your motivation and your mindset. Right. And kind of like harnessing that motivation, you know, once it dies, because it, it eventually dies, mm-hmm. you know, like 2023, I'm sure January 1st, so many people are going to change their life. Yeah. And then February 1st, they're going to be like, well, what am I doing and why am I doing it? Right. And right. I think it's it's really figuring out like how do we make this a routine? You know, what's what's your motivation behind this? Yeah. To make it like you said consistent. Yeah. And I think like so, having some short-term get goals in there is never like the worst thing in the world. Um, and then you can celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like the long-term thing of looking and I think we said it earlier just like the you worked out once. 
that's great. Think about doing that as opposed to just not working out at all in a year. What is one time a week going to do in the in respect to just sitting on the couch every day? Mm-hmm. You know? That, I mean, there's improvement to be made, but I think looking at it is is better to do something than absolutely nothing. Yeah, 1% better. It's yeah. like those daily, like, compound interest. Yeah. Of like, even if you can only save $10, like, imagine $10 versus nothing. Yeah. And the the effect on that, just because you you got started, just because you took that step. Yeah. So when, when people come into Rockbox for the first time, like, why are they there? What do they want out of it? I think really one of the coolest things to see has been people who are saying like, I want more energy to hang with my kids. I really want community. I want to, you know, you have people who move here and they're just looking for a place where someone knows their name and they can meet someone who's also in the same space of just on their fitness journey in a, in a way. And I think, so that's definitely been things that I've seen. And, um, you have people who are looking to be strong. And a lot of people take it in different ways. I think it makes me most happy whenever people are saying um, that they want to be on just like looking a certain way. They want to be mentally strong. And so there's so many things of what does that even look like for you? You know, what is being mentally strong? Because I can say that, you know, I think in in a way, the unhealthy one was like rub dirt in it, rub some dirt in it. You know, that phrase mm-hmm. where people are just like, just keep going. Like, don't worry about it. Don't talk about it. Don't whatever. And so I think that that's what I immediately jumped to. But it's nice to hear other people dive into just wanting to feel like they have a space for themselves. Like if you complete a workout, it almost makes you feel like you can complete anything else, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's a part of the mentally strong portion. Yeah, for sure. But just like building – resilience. And also I think we talked about confidence a little bit earlier, like building trust in yourself and like building that habit of, of taking care of yourself and doing the things that you say you're going to do it. I mean, it, the short way of putting it is like, it it builds character. Mm -hmm. It makes you a, a better person. It probably makes you way more capable of handling like all of the crazy stuff that life throws at you. Yeah, I remember there was a couple that came in. They were like, I really, we really just want to do this to be an example for our son that we actually can take better care of ourselves and complete a goal. So I remember hearing that and just being like, that's so inspirational. Cause that just thinking of, you know, how that would have impacted my life had I heard my parents like they go after that goal, you know? Well, and that's like, Unless apparently you went to the middle school that you went to where you learned about the gym. I feel like we just learned about like parachutes and carbs on your plate, you know, but <laughs> yeah. you don't really, and I think this is a lot of um, change needs to happen in education, but you don't really learn about health no, unless your parents are teaching you. Yeah. And then what if your parents don't know about health? And so like as a kid, you're probably going to play some sports and you're probably going to see and hear things on TV, mm-hmm. which or your phone, or God, TikTok and Instagram, yeah, which probably aren't the things that you want your kids to be learning about, you know, their bodies and health. And so, no, because you have no control over what filter. Oh what, yeah, what are they hearing about it? Yep, yeah, yeah. And so, like, to have the parents be educated, to then educate the kids, and then it's just a, a cycle. It's a domino effect of then they're going to be healthy. And like, I think this this stuff is, is pretty generational. Like not only is it long-term for you, 
but it's going to affect your family and your friends and your loved ones. Yeah. Like your perspective on health bleeds into how other people, like how your kids, what their perspective of health is. Like I remember there's a thing where so we were talking about this, but how a mom talks about themselves is how the kid's going to pick up on how they should talk about themselves. So if a mom's saying like, oh, I don't need to be so stupid, the kid's going to be like, I need to stop being so stupid. They're going to just repeat it. They're like little sponges. So it's like if we take the step back and say, okay, actually being a better parent is taking care of myself in this way first, like my own health, then I'm going to be a better parent in the long run. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like I'm going to – do this thing to take care of myself versus, oh, I want to look skinny. Like, yeah. did you ever watch This Is Us? Oh, 100%. Okay. So there were scenes where, what was her name? Kate. Yeah. Is she the girl that you're talking about? Yeah. And the mom. Oh, it was Mandy Moore. What yeah. There's Rebecca. A, Rebecca. There's a point where Mandy Moore, Rebecca, which I still think of Mandy Moore in um, Princess Diaries, where she was like the rude girl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. With the ice cream cone. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she was looking in the mirror and she was like, oh, like I don't look good. Like I want to look skinnier. And then her daughter heard that and was like, well, if my mom, who as a kid, you're like, my mom is a freaking angel and she's perfect and beautiful. If she doesn't feel that way and look at her, then there must be something really wrong with me. Yeah. And like, I think moms now, like I was talking to a, a mom the other day who was very aware of that. And she was like, I... I'm a lot more careful with my words and what I say about myself and what I say about food because I know my daughter is going to pick up on it. Right. But like even just things like that, that we don't do intentionally or we don't realize. No. Yeah. Have a huge impact on, and I know we're, we're both women, so we're very passionate about like young females and right. and their health and their perspective of health. And so that's just what I, what I think about. Yeah. Going back in your story, like when was the first time you remember like being aware of your health and like knowing what health was and and how what you could do about it i think when i was aware of it i would probably say probably around 14 so around like 8th grade is when i like kind of realized that's when people for for you know better or worse that's when i think body image became more of a conversation um, in a in a negative or in a positive way, but I think that that's when it kind of became a, a thing where I became more aware of like, you know, what my intake should be, what my like exercise things, where do you find balance? What is balance? Those questions started. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever shop at um, like Abercrombie or Hollister? Oh, yeah. Because I was trying to think <laughs> back, like when did I start like, I guess, noticing or like caring about what my body looked like? And I feel like it was – what was it, the, those magazines that it was like Tiger? Tiger Beat? Tiger Beat. Yeah. Or like any magazine that was like 17 and it had like- Oh, I kept all of those magazines. I My mom thought them. I was crazy. My mom didn't know that I read them. And Oh, really? I mean, at a certain point she did, but like I just <laughs> thought it was- I remember when I was growing up, like all I wanted in life was to be a teenager. Oh, like, yeah. I thought it was so cool. I like watched Boy Meets World and was so excited about like those years and, and then stuff. it sucked. I hated being a teenager. I never thought that I was actually living those years. I was like, when does it actually begin? Yeah, still still waiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When's adult life actually kick in? I mean, I know I have to pay bills and stuff, but I but, mean. Yeah, no, they didn't worry about that stuff. And so I remember like going into Abercrombie, going into Hollister, like being very aware of their bodies and the models' bodies and mm. the people that worked there like were the models and they were like 
always shirtless and covered in cologne. And then you see like these swimsuit ads and like, this is what you should look like. And like the shows like, um, like Zoe 101. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, for sure. And they're like 25, but they are acting like they're 13 and and 17. And you're like, that's what I should look like right now. Right. And so I need to have a six pack and I need to be doing things that they were doing. And Mm -hmm. it's like you, you all of a sudden become really aware of it. Yeah, I remember when thigh gap became like a big buzzword. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't know what, what, what? Like Everyone that was... never took, like I never considered having a gap between my thighs. No, and everyone was doing like inner thigh exercises. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, I think it's just funny how you can, I think we'll notice this too as things go, as time goes on, but how fads, oh, weird fads yeah. happen, that being one of them, and what are what we're trying to achieve. Like I think now, especially with like you know social media, there's a sense of you can attain those things by like Photoshop. Mm. So there's that kind of thing where I think body dysmorphia is probably a little bit more accessible. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was talking to um, I don't remember who it was, but how how Zoom is, has become so big in whatever high schoolers and really everyone, and that these these girls were like. I want to look better on Zoom and I don't like the way that I look on Zoom. And it was like, and I mean, now Instagram and the filters and they're like, well, I want to look like I have this filter on because they're so used to seeing themselves looking like that. Yeah. And it's not real. Yeah. Like I, when it's I, like a protection. I will only be, only be liked if I have this filter on me. Yeah. And then they take it off and they're like, oh wait, I don't actually look like that. And so I don't like the way I look. And those filters, like they drastically do it in a way that like, if you always use a filter, you can't tell. But I was like playing around and there's so many filters and mm-hmm. especially on like reels now, like the effects. And I was like, I don't look like that. Like that's a different person. Yeah. And then but I mean, it's chasing that fad. I think a lot of them are geared towards what is popular now and what you need to look like based on what the standards are right now. Yeah. Like if this, if this filter makes me look like that, then I should look like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like parents now having to figure out how to like be a better parent and, you know, it's just an interesting thing because there's only so much you can control with your kids and what they're doing. But I think the only thing you really can control is what you're doing for yourself, whether that's like educating yourself on what, you know, your little girl is seeing or by, you know, what you do, like what you know and what you do is probably the two things you can actually control. So like by taking time to like exercise and get in a class, like maybe that clears your mind enough to read up on or in, engage in social media in a way so you understand what your girl, little girl or kids are in, ingesting, if that makes sense. Yeah. P- putting yourself first allows you to like better show up for everyone else. Yeah. So when people come into Rockbox, they're, they're coming in because a lot of different reasons, right? They want to feel more energized. They want to be more physically capable. They want to set an example. They want to ultimately probably be healthier and be surrounded by a community of like-minded, healthy people. Yeah. What are the things that are like holding them back or their concerns or their fears? What makes them hesitant in joining Rockbox? I think a a fear of commitment, I think is probably the biggest thing holding people back, whether or not they can, I think what you're talking about earlier, like confidence, being able to trust yourself, like not, not knowing if they're going to be able to make the commitment to actually improve their health and well-being. So I think that's probably the biggest thing. And it's the fear of taking the leap 
fear of, because they view it as like, either I do this now or I'm doing it never. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, sometimes that breaking point can be such a great motivator of like, I just need to take this leap. I do need to do this now. And that's ultimately what leads people to being like, this is the journey. This is what I want to do. But I think sometimes if they don't see, if they don't have the perspective that they can accomplish a goal, they can do something, then they're just like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the risk. Yeah, they see it as like a now or never thing, which, yes. like you said, can be really powerful because it creates an urgency of them like to take the step. Yes. Or it can be really overwhelming and then they, they're they like, well, I, I can't take it now, which means I'm never going to take it. Which, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing of just trying to stay consistent, some people look at it as like, oh, man, I haven't been doing it. I just can't. I, I just don't think I can even like make the – return back to fitness because I haven't been doing it for so long. This is not going to be great. It's like, you know what? Sometimes it just takes running your own race and knowing that I have to pace myself differently than the person next to me, but that's okay. Just taking the starting point is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself. Just take the step. Just show up. Just show up. I remember learning. I mean, I'm just throwing out all these percentages, but I just love when people share things, but it's true. Like, you know, 95% of it is showing up. 95% of it, it, well, I just said 95% of it was mental the other time. So I probably need to change my- I feel like showing up and mental are kind of the same thing though. Like, cause showing up, like the reasons that you don't show up are very much like your self-talk and the, Mm. your mindset. And I, I can't do this or I can't make time for this. And like, you know, like as soon as someone walks in and they walk into a class, like the hardest part is over. Now yeah. they, they, they just get to do a workout. Like the hardest part of my day in terms of the gym is getting to the gym. And once I'm there and going, it's yeah. done. Okay. Yeah, they're tied. Yeah, I, so, I agree. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> what does it look like for someone to to take the first step? And then like what what do the workouts in general look like? With Rockbox, we actually give everyone the opportunity to just have a first free class so that you get to see, is this going to be a good fit for what I'm looking for with my fitness? And so we try to align your fitness goals to what we have to offer. So we are a group fitness where uh, group fitness with 50-minute classes. And every class looks different. Every day is a different day. So it could be upper body strength. Next day, it could be lower body power. Full body strength could be the next day. It's just a really great way to know that every time you're walking in, you can just like expect the unexpected. And um, with that, we do kickboxing on two different types of bags. We do a tied bag, tier bag, where you're able to do kickboxing and also just regular boxing in a good hybrid. We have loud music going with our trainers hyping you up. And so you do feel that sense of, you know, one of our trainers the other day, actually, he'll just grab the bag and he'll be like, keep going. You got this. You got this. In the minute that, of course, you were just like ready to like. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then they come up and you're like, okay, I'll keep going. Thank you for making me torture myself. Yeah. (laughs) And it's fun. Like it's kind of, I mean, you have a, Michael was showing us like all the lights. Yes. And it's hype and there's music and people are motivating you. And like, you kind of feel like a rock star kickboxing, like hitting things. Absolutely. There's some like um, relief in that for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of it is just knowing that 
perception of I can do this here, I can do this other places too. Mm. Not that you're I can hit bags at other places too. Exactly. I can I can get angry and hit things. <laughs> that's, no, that's exactly the message I want everyone to walk away with. We we're done here. We got it. And scene. Yeah. Um no, but if you can get out this space where stress and anxiety is kind of you have something where you can release all that, then you can walk forward in your life and know that like you're not hold you're not holding on to those things forever. Like they're going to go away. I guess it's kind of what I was trying to get at. Or at least going to be relieved for uh, you know, you have something that is a relief outlet for that relief is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But um so basically um we you just have this really great experience with boxing and kickboxing. And also on top of that, you know, the other portion of the class is gonna be functional strength training. So with that, um, it's more of if it's a lower body day, then you're going to have kettlebells and BOSU balls and different things that are going to work out those specific muscles. So the lower, lower body, and then you'll have 10 to seven stations of those and you circuit style, you'll spend, you know, one to two minutes at each station. So that's kind of what that'll look like on yeah. average. But it could vary just based on if it's more of a – if you have classes that you're focused on different, like, speed, then it's going to be doing functional strength, then boxing, back to functional strength, then boxing. So, again, like, you just have a great variety of just, again, expect that unexpected. Yeah, like a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Yeah. And, like, what's so cool is that you walk in and you don't have to – you don't have to create your own workout. Like you don't have to lead yourself through it. There's people that do that. And you, like you said, like you just have to show up Yeah, and just do what they say. Yeah. My, my question is like, how hard is the kickboxing part of it? And like learning how to do that. So we actually offer boxing basics before the first class. So we have a trainer that does one-on-one time with you. It takes, you know, up to 10 minutes to do. Okay. So you walk in and you feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what to expect. Then there's also things where, you know, a trainer is going to be there every step of the way. Members will be there every step of the way that can actually help you. And and it's very much we're all in this together kind of thing, especially that's one of the benefits of just being in a group setting where you feel like you're not like for me, like working out alone, like I can easily just tell myself like I'm I'm done way earlier than I yeah. would. Yeah, that was enough for today. I think I did it. I mean, I think I did enough. But I think um, with that, the boxing, kickboxing, we try to make it to where it, it's basically the basics that you feel you walk away with for sure. Yeah, I think that that would be really helpful to have like a an intro to doing that. So that yeah. way when you get in the class, you – feel like you can still get a good workout because I feel like I would look like a baby giraffe learning how to walk unless someone was like teaching me how to do it. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, thankfully we have trainers that know exactly what's up and they'll be able to help you walk like a human in that moment. (laughs) And not a baby giraffe. And not like a baby giraffe. Yeah. But kickbox like a human. You could do both. But I, I, you know, I think the human may help you in the long run. Um, But I think also, too, we're offering boxing basics for our members as well. So there's you just get the opportunity pretty much whenever you are looking for it. There's a way of getting in. Oh cool. Boxing basics. Yeah. So what are some of the the goals that people have achieved like the the success stories, the transformations that you've already seen people make? Yeah. Well, we've had people that have hit their 50 class goal, which yeah. is really awesome we have what we call six-week challenges. So in that six weeks, your goal is to come into class 
three times a week, I believe, is the minimum. And you are getting an in-body scan where you get to see your starting point with your different skeletal muscle mass. Then you get to track that. So we get three in-body scans throughout that six-week period. So we're able to really see exactly what what's going on with their members. And one of our members during that time, they lost 16 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. I know. That was really cool. That was really, really cool to see. By just like coming to class three times a week, you know, like not doing anything. I mean, she probably did. He or she he, probably did more. He, I believe he did more than that. But at that time, you know, just to see the result of that is amazing. Yeah. But it wasn't what we were talking about earlier of like, I'm going to crush myself in the gym three times a day and not eat anything. It was like, I'm going to take this step and do something that's healthy for me. Yeah. And over six weeks, like, look how your body responded to that. Yeah. Like, and also, I think I said it earlier, but if you can achieve this goal and imagine what other goals you can set for yourself in that, you know, in your journey of ebbing and flowing in fitness, like it's amazing. Yeah, it's like we talk to we trust about, yourself, to trust your your body, you know. Yeah, like the balance of focusing on the step, and but also like celebrating early wins mm-hmm. and like celebrating every win. Yeah, because yeah. like you have to find a way to keep motivated, and I feel like so often in in fitness and in health, people are looking at the top of the staircase and they're like that's what I want, but that's so far away when like, I just want you to look down and take a step. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it, it gets really overwhelming. Yes. But then eventually you look down and you're like, oh, look at all the steps that I've taken. Like I'm so close to this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the perception of possibility. Mm, that's good. That's a good little tagline. You should keep that. Just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> What is something that you really want people to know, understand, or like take away when it comes to health and wellness? I think it's not all or nothing. It's not something that is something that you either can do 100% or not at all. Like it's not one of those things. It is truly finding exactly what you're just talking about, joy in the small things, the victories that you have to celebrate, being consistent, just staying in that space with your fitness and your health. Life is unpredictable. You're not always going to be able to eat exactly what you need to eat. And I think you're not always going to be able to get in the gym every time that you need to, but not losing heart in the fact that you're not achieving that goal, just saying that is this time and there is a new season of coming that's going to bring more opportunities to maybe be in the gym more, maybe eat healthier more. You know, I think that just staying the course and mm-hmm. that's not all or nothing. Yeah. It's, I love that message. It's just not sexy, but it's yeah. the best message is stay the course, like just be consistent. And it's so easier said than done. Like, as I'm sure we all have had really big like life changes and transitions in the past few years. Like Absolutely. when you, you get your routine, you're like, I got my fitness and everything. And then boom, your whole schedule changes. Mm. And it's like, you have to learn how to adapt. And, and like you said before, like give yourself some grace in those changes because life is crazy and all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. In the spirit of 2023, what is something that you want to achieve, work on, or focus on in the new year, in 2023? That's a good question. I think I want to work on 
getting to know our members more. Like, I think that's something that, you know, at this point, I don't feel the worst about, but I think that there's always room for making sure that we just build a community. So I, I, that's my goal for 2023. Yeah. I mean, it's only been four months, you know, too. So you're, you're still building and people are getting comfortable and yeah, yeah it's cool when you can really start to feel this is our home. This is our gym. This isn't just the place that we go to to work out. Yeah. And a place that's inviting because I think too, there's a bit of the sense of sticking what you know, getting comfortable. And with that kind of creating a space where not everyone feels welcomed because you just, you know, you constantly talk to the people that you know. Like the clicky. Ones that, clicky. Yeah. yeah. That's a greater way of You want like the, the new kid at school to come sit at your table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want everyone to feel like their name is known and they are they matter and they are valued being a part of Rockbox. Yeah, that's awesome. Last question. What's one like small tip or action step that people can take this week or this month to improve their health? I think start where you can. I think if you are going from not doing anything at all, start with a walk outside. Get outside is what I would say. If you're someone who feels like you are kind of run down by working out, that you're kind of like not motivated in it, that you find something new within it, just find something new. Pick pick up something that you thought you'd always maybe want to try. Do it today. Just do that. And then if it's someone who's just providing for everyone, just like lots of tips. You heard it here first. And maybe multiple choice. (laughs) And if you're someone who's kind of in that space where you were working out a lot and you're finding yourself not in that space where you are working out a lot again, just again, find something outside in the space that you can with your availability. Just try, try is what I would say. Yeah. Try. Try. Try, try to just find something that might look different, but you're still moving. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I think we get really wrapped up in like working out has to look a certain way. Yeah. And I work out like this, which means any other way of moving my body doesn't count because I have to do this. Right. Yeah. And then like go try pickleball or like there you go. go on yeah. a bike ride. Pickleball is so fun. I have yet to play. <gasps> I need to. Get out. I know. You can't say that here. I know. I'm it's sorry. It's okay. I'm sure there, there's somewhere we can play. I also played tennis as well. So that's probably. Mm, you're going to be good. No, I think I'll be too aggressive. That's what <laughs> I think. You can harness it for good. I think we'll work on it. Were you ever good at ping pong? Yeah, I was actually, yeah. All right. You but might be I, a pickleball star. But then I, again, got too aggressive. It's fine. Got too aggressive. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Competitive Where, is a little bit of a problem. Gotcha. That's funny. Where <laughs> can our followers find you and connect with you and Rockbox? So you can find Rockbox on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram is Rockbox underscore Somerville. And then Facebook is Rockbox Fitness Somerville. And then you can find me on Instagram at Leanne Amick. Just all, just my name. Um, And then Facebook as well. Awesome. And then you could take the first step to taking a free class from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Just if you reach out through any of those sources, you can definitely do that. Love it. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you so much, Leanne. This has been great. Thank you for having me. To take your first free class or connect with Leanne or Rockbox Somerville, click the link in the show notes below. Make sure you subscribe to the show. New episodes are out every Monday. Till then, have a great week.